All right, let's go hour number two on a Tuesday. We got Elimination Day at the College World Series. Not that teams haven't already been eliminated. The two barbecue teams are gone. Stanford, I know Texas fans, it probably crushed you to see that happen last night, right? Stanford was the other 0-2 team. Your second catbird seat team is Wake Forest. They beat LSU, so they are 2-0, and they're waiting along with Virginia for tomorrow. So today and tonight, it is four teams Fighting for survival. TCU and Oral Roberts are just about to get going. We'll keep you updated on the game. And then at 6 tonight, a good one with LSU and Tennessee. They've already met once in this College World Series. This time, loser goes home. It's Chad and Zay. I'm Chad Hastings. He is Isaiah Collier. We're talking some Florida Gators today. It's our uh, mountain of the day. The Florida Mount Rushmore of football players. No coaches, remember, so you got an extra slot. You want to throw Tebow in there and Percy Harvin? Zay did that. On the bad side, is Zay did like a, a devil angel version. His angel version has Kyle Pitts. His devil version has Aaron Hernandez. Because he's trying to be football honest today uh, on that. I went old school with Tebow Spurrier, Werfel, and I'm a Cowboys guy, so I'm going to throw Emmett Smith in there as well. But there's a lot of Gators, man. There's a lot of good Gators out there. Um, the question for 2023 will be how many good Gators are there actually on the football field? They just got a big win in the 24 class. A kid named Jamonte Waller committed to Florida last night. He's the number 16 player, according to the ESPN 300. He went to high school in, or should be going to high school in Mississippi. Highest-ranked defensive member of this class. He's a big D-end, five-star D-end headed to Florida. And I was looking at their schedule, Zay, for this year. Uh, Billy Napier's crew, if y'all don't remember, 6-7 and seven last year and 3-5 and five in conference. So Florida had some, you know, had a, bit, a little bit of a tough time, even though Anthony Richardson made a name for himself and obviously gets drafted in the first round. The team was not great last year. They start at Utah. Late August, August 31st at Utah. Their third game of the year is Tennessee. They will travel to – now, the road schedule is not that crazy other than Utah. They go to Kentucky, but Kentucky was better than them last year. They go to South Carolina, but South Carolina was better than them last year with what Beamer has going on. They also go to LSU and Missouri. So Florida this year could be interesting. And, of course, they in 2024 – Florida's going to come to Austin as that new version of the SEC cranks up. And just like we said yesterday, watching those two uniforms, teams, helmets, brands get together, that's going to be cool because my whole life, have we ever seen Florida play Texas? I can't think of it. I can't think of them ever yeah. playing Texas. I've seen them not in my lifetime. I've seen them play Miami. We won't talk details, Longhorn fans. You know yeah. I, I love you too much. Um, I've seen them. Have I seen them play Florida State? I don't know if I've ever seen him play Florida State. Mm. And I don't know if I've seen him play Florida. It's a damn shame. It's going to be cool to see uh, that the fact that the SEC is adding these brand names and they're putting them together in the early going. Oklahoma and Bama, Florida, Texas, Georgia, Texas. I like this. So let us know if you want to add to the Florida Gators, Mount Rushmore. And we'll see if Billy Napier, Napier can get this thing going again. Obviously, Urban Meyer, Urban Meyer built it and destroyed it at the same time. It's a weird combo of things that he did. And now it feels, Zay, like maybe Napier's got some of that rep back. Hearing a recruiting story like this, because, oh my God, if you if you cannot recruit to Florida, you got a big problem. Chad, they just spent $85 million on a practice facility <laughs> that just opened. Mm. 
So think about how those recruiting trips have been lately. Yeah. It's, they have things that nobody has in the nation, state of the art, just as modern as you could get because it just opened this past year. So thank goodness Texas is heading that direction and getting rid of the bubble and about to get their practice facilities together. We That's haven't heard point. the details on how much it would be, but I expect it to be somewhere around that range, especially going to the SEC. When you're competing with teams like Florida, you're also competing with the facilities, the campus, the you know the swamp everything just like you are with every other university so it has to match especially again going to the sec and when they do things like that i'm not surprised one bit that they're getting all these big time recruits four and five star guys so zay before we get to the nfl stuff had a weird question just pop into my head i'm looking at the overall rankings of the sec from last year so let's think about this and then think forward to when Texas and Oklahoma join. Last year, there were five SEC teams that won nine games or more total. Five. Mississippi State, Bama, LSU, Tennessee, and Georgia. Okay, that's it. Everybody else was eight wins or fewer. Do you think that number goes up or down when Texas and Oklahoma show up in the SEC? Ooh. And the way they're going to structure it. Are we going to end up with less teams winning nine games or more in the SEC? Or would maybe it stays about the same? Maybe you still end up with like four or five? Yeah, that's tough. So that was five, so that's five out of 14. Right. Five out of 14 end up with nine wins. And I've accused this conference of hiding things with their scheduling because you're allowing all these easy non-conference games. You can't hide no more. So for that eight-game schedule, one year, you're still able to play that really, really easy game if you want – but you're also now required to play a different kind of SEC schedule than you've ever played. So are we going to see that number go from like five down to three in that for, in year 2024? Because if we do, that'll scare Nick Saban and Kirby Smart to death. Yeah, That'll scare the commissioners. That'll scare the ADs. As Whoa, wait, wait. I thought we got more in on an expanded playoff. What's going on here? Right. Wait a second. And the thing, if that happens, that means everybody's just beating up on each other. Yeah. So the committee's going to have to say, okay, we see the talent on the field. Like if these teams would be playing the Big Ten, Big 12, and Pac-12 teams, do we think they could beat those teams? Because a lot of people, especially yesterday when we were talking about Nick Saban and how he's bitching about not making it this past year in the four, a lot of people were saying TCU shouldn't have made it. And with what we saw against Georgia – I think that's a little bit accurate. Now, I'm glad they did put TCU in there with what we saw in the Big 12 and how they handled that. But, again, you could argue with how they got spanked, what, 65-7 to in the national championship, mm-hmm. that if those SEC teams were to just beat up on each other and we didn't have all those nine-win teams, that the committee would say, okay, we think that they would go and beat the crap whoever that's has maybe an eight-game, eight, win season, somebody like Washington, we think that they could go beat the crap out of Washington. Washington just hasn't played anybody because they're in the Pac-12. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah. I think it's going to, you know, I think it's going to vary. But, yeah, that's an interesting take right there. Yeah, I think it, in a weird way, I think the member might go up. I think it might be just at the bottom end. I think you may end up with more nine teams that end up at nine 
than maybe you have now. So we'll have to see. Obviously, the new SEC will be 2024. This SEC for Florida, again, at Utah. Interesting game to watch early in the year, uh, August 31st. All right, also, we're getting ready for the NFL. How about this? We've dipped under 80 days. 79 days till the first game and 82 days till that first NFL Sunday. Zay, we have two big names out there that we still don't know where they're going to end up. 28-year-old Dalvin Cook and 31-year-old DeAndre Hopkins. Still. Still, each without a home. Yeah. Kind of a crazy story. Yeah, you heard about DeAndre Hopkins visiting New England, which he seems so far from a Patriot. But like I've referenced before, you think about Randy Moss. When he was coming from Oakland, does he look like a Patriot guy? Absolutely not, and it worked somehow. So, one, of the, one of the most historical offensive seasons ever. Oh, ridiculous. It's still crazy that Randy didn't get a ring out of it. Yeah, and but, I was going to say, the fact that they if, if, it had, if it had ended in a ring, we would talk about that season differently. Yeah, him and Wes Wilker, but yeah, yeah DeAndre Hopkins, it went well I guess, and yeah, now you're hearing him and Dalvin Cook talk about playing together. So did he visit Tennessee as well? Do I have that right? Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah, so on the Dalvin Cook side, this is interesting to me. I, I love it when certain athletes in certain sports almost feel like they're bleeding into another sport. Dalvin Cook was talking to I think I heard it was was it Adam Schefter's podcast, of all things, that he was asked about him, his future, and DeAndre Hopkins, and he said if they played together, that would quote, that would be something epic for the NFL and expressed an interest in playing with DeAndre Hopkins. And I read that and I thought, oh, you think this is the NBA? Yeah, that's not how it works, buddy. You think you're in control of all this, Dalvin Cook? A running back in 2023? Nah, man, you don't get to decide this. I like the sentiment. I like the idea, but that's not how it works. Yeah, did Adam say, are you willing to take the minimum? Yeah, right. Because that's the only way it probably work. You're going to have to take a huge decrease in paper. Hey, Dalvin, I just got a text from eight teams that'll pay you six million dollars you good with that because that's where it'll stop right dalvin's gonna say no 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 man i gotta be up at whatever this number would be 10 12 yeah. 15 hope them endorsements are good 20. hope you've been saving that paper dog because yeah. if you're trying to play with deandre hopkins mm, you ain't gonna get that money that you think you deserve i wonder now now that we're here to june 20th do you think teams are gonna wait in both cases teams are gonna just wait and see who gets injured in training camp? Like, is that the play? I mean... The first running back that gets busted up, Dalvin Cook gets the call. The first running back, uh, first wide receiver that rips a knee in the first workout. Whoop! ACL call DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. Is that what it's going to be? That might be it. Or just a team that's so desperate that they need one of those guys, but it might not be what they're looking for. It might not be a Super Bowl slash playoff contender because... You've heard rumors about Atlanta, even though I am a very homer on Atlanta because of B. John Robinson and Taylor Heineke, but Mm -hmm. they ain't nowhere close to a Super Bowl. And you've been kind of hearing little rumors about DeAndre Hopkins going there, which that will make their team a lot better. And in the NFC South, who knows what? I know a lot of people are picking New Orleans, but because David Carr is the best quarterback in that league, but still, like, I wouldn't put all my money on him in Vegas and the Saints to go win the South. So, yeah, I, I, they're both in just a really crappy situation because for wide receivers, once you hit 30, that's when they stop paying attention to you. And then once you hit 27 as a running back, that's when yep. they really start stop paying attention to you. And both of those guys are at that point. So, yeah, you might be right. It just might be a training camp, week one decision. These guys yeah, might maybe. have to hold out for a hot minute. 
That's a shame, man. I, I love both those guys. I think they could be good. But, again, that's why I mentioned the ages, 28 and 31. It is important. So we'll uh, keep an eye on that story uh, as the NFL season gets a little bit closer. Dalvin Cook, DeAndre Hopkins, uh, what are teams willing to do? What are they going to do? Interesting uh, you know, that you bring up, uh, bring up that Atlanta idea. Yeah, that NFC South, there's no division I think like it in the league this year. Because we all know everyone, there's eight doors that open to the playoffs one time. Some of those doors open multiple times. That's a door that feels like it will open one time only. But somebody gets in. Yeah. Somebody has to get in. Zay, in fact, they'll get in if they go 5 and 12. Oh, stop. As long as they're the best of the four. Ugh. Now, they, that won't, mathematically, I don't even know NFL if that could ever happen. Do something about that. They do. But right now, you get in. So I, I think that's an interesting point. If you're a DeAndre Hopkins or a Dalvin Cook, the, neither of them are coming from that division. Could either one of them be headed to that division? Because you just don't know. If you've got your favorite for the NFC South right now, God love you. I yeah. have no idea. Yeah, if I'm Carolina, I'm looking at both of those guys to help my rookie quarterback. It's a great idea. Yeah. Like, at least one of them. At least one of them. I would. Yeah, I'd, I'd give that an absolute look. That's a good call. Yeah, uh, yeah that's a, that is an interesting story to pay attention to. Both those guys, really, and where they end up. Dalvin Cook saying he'd love to play with DeAndre Hopkins. That's, yeah, I don't, All right, dog. I can't see one team making the package deal on both. Let's take the shot at the 28-year-old running back and the 31-year-old wide receiver. Those numbers can't always be right, can they? I mean, a lot of people would be saying, Jerry Jones, pick up the phone. Make something happen. I like Jerry to pick up one of those phones, not the other one. Not, I wouldn't worry about Hopkins. I know. Cook is interesting, though. Yeah. Yeah. They could definitely use Cook because love Deuce Vaughn, Ronald Jones, he aight, Malik Davis, cool, Tony Pollard, bet, but Dalvin Cook. In that running back room, that changes a lot. Yeah, there's a there's just a list of teams for me. As long as DeAndre Hopkins doesn't end up on one of the of one of the teams that you know it would put them just a click, just a half a click closer to the Super Bowl. As a Cowboys fan, as long as none of those teams get him, I don't care where he goes. And who is that for you? The Eagles and San Fran? It's Eagles, it's San Fran, it's Buffalo, it's Kansas City, it's, you know, those teams. Established, got your quarterback, got your system, everything's in place, and it would just be it would just be, you know, um house money. House gravy. It'd be gravy. It'd be yeah. whipped cream, cherry on top. I don't want to have that feeling. Other teams he could go to. Right. But those kind of teams would feel like, oh, hell, well, that, that doesn't need to happen. Uh, Cincinnati, there's another one. Mm. If they somehow have decided that could yeah. work. Like, they, no, 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 we don't need that. They got the best wide receiver core in the league. They ain't looking at DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. Yeah, I, I see what you mean. I think you're right. All right, so uh, I'm actually excited to, to set this one up because it's a defensive player probably overcooking his own quarterback, but it's finally not a Cowboy. This is exciting, Zay. What defensive player in the NFC is talking about his quarterback maybe a little too much? Yeah, Jaquan Brisker, hard-hitting safety for the Chicago Bears. Very underrated player. He said this about his quarterback, Justin Fields. He's looking very smooth, making good decisions out there, and looking like the best quarterback in the league. Oh, wow, you should have stopped. Why didn't he stop on the second one? Can't help himself. Why does it always have to be that? Oh, that's tough. That's a, that's difficult, man. That Look, I, I think Justin Fields can have a breakout season. I thought last year he was really good, breaking records with his legs, like records that Mike Vick and Lamar Jackson have been up there with. 
just I'm worried, kind of like Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen, for the longevity of his career. Yeah, durability. Durability. Right. Because he throws himself out there a lot. It takes a lot of hits. The Jalen Jalen Hurts is at the top of that argument, but still with him right. a little bit too. Yeah, yeah. but he has Jalen Hurts has so many weapons. I don't worry about it as much mm-hmm. now. That, yeah, that's fair. You know, before <laughs> Fields like, does not like, feel like he has yeah, weapons. Yeah, he don't got no weapons like that. Like yeah. DJ Moore, that was a good pickup. I think Roshan Johnson is. Even though I'm a homer about this, we know what he could be. I think he's going to be a very good NFL running back. That's going to shock a lot of people this year, maybe a lot of fantasy people. I'm very, I'm very eager to talk to J.D. Lewis about that when the season comes around. But, yeah, I think Justin Fields could do some very special things. It just depends on if Matt Eberfruit's the head coach, if he pushes the right buttons this year. And kind of like the NFC South, not as much wide open, but the NFC North – with Aaron Rodgers leaving and just kind of a lot of change, Dalvin Cook leaving Minnesota, who's going to win that division? You know, mm. I Minnesota, I still picked, which I get it. They have the best quarterback with Kirk Cousins, but it's still Kirk Cousins. We know him at his highs, and we know him at his lows. And it could get really low and really dark. Those people out there, trust me, I know my family on my wife's side, they don't believe in Kurt. That's right. They're they Minnesota don't. people, yeah. Yeah, they as good as they were last year, y'all couldn't get past the Giants with Daniel Jones. Mm. So a lot of teams, like, there's just who knows what's going to happen in that NFC North Detroit. We know that Coach Campbell, those guys, they could have a big season. Jared Goff, he had a really good year at the end of the season. They can make some noise, but still, like, if Justin Fields has a breakout year – that could shake up the whole division, yet alone the whole NFL. All right, here's another little point on this. Jaquan Brisker was drafted in 2022. Dude, with all due respect, other than facing Aaron Rodgers, what, twice? What exactly do you know about the best quarterback in the NFL? What exactly do you know about what it takes and what it is? I know you're on the defensive side of the ball. I'm trying to give you that respect, but you've been in the league like 10 minutes, and you're already putting extra pressure on Justin Fields. He could be a historian of the game, Chad. Oh, my God. Do his research, understand, talk to guys, watch film day and night, live at the facilities. He might know a little something, even though he's young. Why does it always – it's like it always has to go to that level of like you, you You can't just be like, you know what, I'm feeling good tonight. You know what, I may buy you a drink. In fact, you know what, I'm buying a round for the ball. <laughs> you don't have to go to that level. Just stop. He's looking really good. Love the throws I'm seeing. He's pretty tough to deal with in practice. And then stop talking. Then put a period at the end of that sentence. It doesn't need to go to, in fact, fellas, ladies – he might be the best quarterback in this league. There's no need. Stop. Yo, There's no need to do that. Whatever pushes the buttons to get the most out of your teammates, Ugh. if this gets Justin Fields over the edge, just like Brandon Cooks and Stephon Gilmore talking about Dak Prescott, if that because maybe that's what Dak needs, and maybe that's what Justin Fields needs. Maybe. He needs his yeah. teammates supporting him so he can say, man, when I throw that interception and come to the sideline, I'm not going to get those glares. I'm not going to get those mean mugs from the defense because they know I am human, I make mistakes, and my good overrules the bad. And just by saying, yo, dog, we'll get them next time, 
we'll get the ball back for you. Just little things like that. And before the season, like, there's not much you could say. But saying stuff like this, it could go a long way depending on the person. Yeah, maybe they are. Yeah, maybe just trying to build him up, build up the confidence. I wouldn't if I was brisket, brisker. 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 I wouldn't. wouldn't, I'd stay humble. I'd be like, yo, dude could be special. That's all you have to say. What I've seen, he's been special. And he could be one of the special quarterbacks in this league. That's it. Best quarterback in the league. Best, though. He's playing like the best quarterback in this league. Whoa, (laughs) whoa. Easy does it. There's no need to go that far. It's fantastic. Yeah, I'm just from a different era because I don't remember Lawrence Taylor going to the media and like, fellas. Let me tell you about Phil Sims. Holy hell, this guy. It's, no, they would ask about, hey, what about the offense, LT? Man, they better hold up their end of the bargain. Yeah. Because we're nasty this year. We feel like if you give us 10, we're going to win a game. So, Phil, and he looks into the camera, you know, Phil, you better bring it on your side. I just don't remember a lot of defensive guys being this loving to their own quarterback. Yeah, and that's the worst thing that you want. Like, that's the worst thing that could happen, that divide that comes naturally between a defense and the offense. That's true. A lot of coaches have a hard time unifying it and getting them together and saying, yo, guys, we're on the same team here. Right. So now we've gotten it so far together that the defensive players are going to the media to say something about the quarterback and give everybody else bulletin board material in a weird way. Yeah. Now we've kind of swung it. It could be much. Maybe too far a little bit the other way. You be the judge on that one. So now it's a Chicago Bear uh, maybe overcooking the quarterback a little bit. But Justin Fields is going to be uh, fun to watch this season. But just to keep that in mind, Mr. Brisker, uh, a second-year guy, going into this particular year. All right, uh, more coming up. We'll get you a flex segment, more 7-on-7 info for Saturday. Well, through the weekend, actually, for Thursday through Saturday, and bring your sunscreen to College Station, plus another offer for a flex star. That's next on The Horn. Chad and Zay. All right, guitars and chanting. I'm in so far. I don't recognize it, though. Let's see. It's a slow build like Zay loves. Hmm. Ah. It's one of those songs where the music is against the law in their world. We're fighting to be able to play the music. I don't recognize it, though, Zay. What do you got? Manowar? Manowar. I know of them, but I wouldn't be able to recognize Manowar. What's it called? Fight the World. Fight the World. Darn right. Manowar, Elton John, and Bonnie Raitt. By the way, sometimes the listeners know the answer. That's why we love the Specs text line. You help us out a ton. 337-3776. One of our listeners saw it and pointed it out. Mr. Brisker with the Bears went to Penn State. So they're saying... It's those Penn State defensive guys. They really know how to talk up their quarterbacks. And then, Zay, you discovered the real secret. Yep. They've never seen a good quarterback in their lives. That's what it is. Yeah. Sean Clifford is the best quarterback in the last decade. Man. It's not good. If you're currently married to someone who barely talks to you, when you hang out with a couple that talks a little bit, well, you think they're the perfect couple. Yeah. Because you've been jaded. Yeah. Who's the last great Penn State badass quarterback? Todd Blackledge? I mean, how far back oh, do we have to go? Oh, man. Nah, I mean, it's not that far. It's not that far. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. 
That's what it is. Woo! Micah Parsons, Brisker, and all these Penn State defenders, they're so flipped out. If they see a quarterback pick up a football and throw it basically in the direction of a receiver, yeah. they're just they're overwhelmed. Like, wow, quarterbacks could scramble? They, they can move in the pocket? Oh, my God. Make decisions? Wow, interesting. Uh, Best quarterback ever seen. That's yeah. funny. All right, so uh, we will keep our eyes on that story and with uh, Justin Fields. By the way, I looked up the Bears' schedule, host the Packers in week one. They go to Tampa Bay week two. These two crazy divisions we've talked about in the NFC will keep reminding you. NFC South, NFC North. The one that Brady just left and the one that Rodgers just left, they play each other this year. Everybody plays everybody. So we'll see how those games turn out. The Bears at the Bucks in week two. And then they go to Kansas City right after that. I don't know if DeAndre Hopkins would appreciate this, but I know the Chicago Bears and Justin Fields would appreciate a type of wide receiver like him. Yeah, they would. As we were as I was looking at a depth chart and you were talking Bears and we were talking about this Justin Fields thing. I thought the same thing. Like, hmm, DeAndre Hopkins and DJ Moore and Cole Komet at tight end and those running backs they're going to try to develop. Yeah, that could be interesting. We'll see if DeAndre Hopkins ends up there or somewhere else. Uh, All right, I know where all the uh, badass 7-on-7 teams are going to end up. They're headed to College Station. Let's get you set for that and a couple other things with the Flex. Flex ATX for the best high school sports coverage. Listen to the horn and go to flxatx.com. Flex 30 is brought to you by Brain Vault. Brain Vault is a revolutionary and patented mouth guard that has been proven to help reduce the risk of concussion. Visit brainvault.com and join the movement. All right, to all those seven on seven teams, I say two things. One, make sure you stay hydrated, and two, damn. Thursday through Saturday in College Station is when this thing happens. And, Zay, if I'm seeing it right, the three games that you play on Thursday are at 1, 2.30, and 4 in College Station. Nope. You ever been to College Station in the summertime? Yes. Wow. It's not quite Houston, and it's not quite like deep East Texas. But if you get the wrong day, that humidity is... Like seventh layer of hell humid. It is so humid over there for some it just something about that area can lock that in. Yeah. So these teams are going to show their toughness. I was thinking maybe that's why another reason if I'm a coach, I like the seven on seven because I know my guys are getting in shape because they've got to be able to deal with this. Right. And I've heard coaches last year getting to go to this event in College Station. I overheard coaches saying to their guys when they'd been eliminated, hey guys, tells us where we need to be, doesn't it? Fitness-wise, right, not so, in shape. Tells you where you need to be, right? Let's yeah. hydration, this and that. Get with the trainers and all that stuff. So they're trying to learn those lessons too. Uh, if you missed it, area teams: Weiss, San Marcos, Round Rock, Vista Ridge, Westwood, Buta Johnson, Westlake, Lake Travis, and Dripping Springs are all in this thing. So best of luck to all those teams. Thursday they get started. It's at Veterans Memorial Park in College Station. Uh, it's a great setup. They got a, they'll have a map out there for you where the teams are. You can go to flxatx.com to find out um, you know when the teams are playing. But if you advance through Thursday into Friday, then you get into Saturday for the championship rounds. Saturday I think they go early, like 8 or 9 o'clock in the morning. But man, those Thursday, those Thursday times are rough. Yeah, you should be hydrating right now. Yes. Like a glass of water, maybe a little bit of Gatorade, but a glass of water every hour. You'll definitely be going to the bathroom a lot, but it'll be worth it. (laughs) Do it now. Trust me. Do it now. Because when that cramp 
just sneaks up on that leg. You go out, stretch for a pass. You try to catch it, and bam. Yes. It hits you like somebody shot you in it. Hey, that's a different type of pain. That's LeBron James. Uh-huh. Change the 2014 finals. That's too late by then. Way right. too late. Too late once you're already once you're Way cramping. too late. That pickle juice, banana, that don't mean nothing at that time. That's just like what I was thinking about like in high school playing tennis in the super hot weather. I remember coaches and stuff would say that when they'd see a kid walking toward walking to the court or on the court during a match with a banana, he's like, that's too late for that banana. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you do with that banana. That is not going to help you in the next five to ten minutes. That's oh, not going to work. Uh, so please do stay hydra- hydrated out there, whether you're on the seven-on-seven seven teams or you're headed to College Station. We also want to uh, shout out a couple of the Flex guys for uh, one camp, one visit. Marcus Boswell, the stud from Lake Travis, he went to a pit camp recently. Nice. Went and hung, uh, hung out with the Panthers. So congrats to Marcus there. We'll continue to watch his offer list. That's Lake Travis, stud linebacker. Uh, does a lot of things for uh, Coach Hank Carter and the crew. And of course we'll have Lake Travis for you on 104.9 throughout the season. Also, uh, a guy we got to know the name of last year, and he's back for Dripping Springs, Zay Tom, uh, Thompson Vickery. The edge rusher, linebacker. Strong safety. Whatever you need him to be. Just got an offer from San Diego State. Here we go. Offer list starting to change a little Here bit. Here we go. Mr. Vickery, congratulations uh, to Thompson for that. Also, speaking of San Diego State, we're going to mention them today at 2.30 and why today matters, why you may want to keep an eye on them and the Pac-12 coming up in terms of college football expansion. Yeah, yeah Vickery, I, I think that people look past him because they don't know exactly what he is. We've talked about this. Yep. He does so many things that, you know, you. I think going into it as a college, you got to know exactly what you know what you could do with him. Like, I see him playing this for us, and that's about it. But yeah. he's too versatile and too talented not to get these offers. And, yeah, like we've been talking about, they're going to come more and more as the days go on. That's why if I was the Vickery family, if I'm his dad, I don't know who's running the discussions, right, with his mom or dad or both, or maybe it's just him or it's a coach or whatever, but – when I'm talking to the teams, I would start. I would be answering questions with questions. You know, how do you see? How do you see yourself fitting in? Well, how do you see me fitting in? And then him figuring out what does he want to be. You know, how does he feel like it's he would be best utilized? What are the teams telling him? Uh, that's going to be an interesting story well, to follow. Well, I was talking to a dad who's I'm not going to say the names, but his son is a really good player, first mm-hmm. team all district these last two years in this around this area. Yeah. He'll be going into his senior year next year for basketball, and his pops was like, "Yeah, we're just waiting on you know a couple of offers. A couple of schools are looking at him, but no offers yet." And I told him. With the transfer portal and all these grad transfers, uh, transfers and stuff, a lot of these coaches have to wait till the last minute because they don't know the turnover they're going to have yep. from season to season. Like guys could have the best seasons of their career and say, "I don't want to be here anymore." Right? Like you just had your best season with us. You want to leave? Yeah, because since I had my best season, I'm going to get nil somewhere else and play at a bigger market. Like look at somebody like Arterio Morris that had. A really mm-hmm. good end of the season here at Texas in basketball and just jumped ship and got an Adidas deal, a little commercial, and went to Kansas. So a lot of these coaches are waiting last minute to offer these guys because they don't know what the turnover is going to be. And they're trying to go on the transfer portal and get guys. So especially basketball-wise, like there's been a lot of unsigned seniors play their 
you play the summer ball and then get picked up in August to p- go play for maybe a JUCO or maybe a place where, you know, a guy just mm-hmm. decommitted or something happened. There was a falling out somewhere. I'm thinking about Chris Johnson, who was signed with Kansas. And speaking of Arterio Morris thing, that probably affected his decision to leave. Mm-hmm. And now Texas is in the discussion to get him, guy out of Houston, the four-star player. So, yeah, these parents in all these sports, stay patient because these coaches, it's different now. It's a different game recruiting and the transfer portal and everything going on i'd say stay patient yeah that's a great point uh in a different sport you just had a stud pitcher at oklahoma softball go back to back and she's moving well we know why she moved she's transferring she says she's going home i get all that but like you don't people you don't think people from the midwest have ever hung out for four years at ou right come on yeah, I'm saying like, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you want to win again? You wouldn't want to go. I mean, I mean, I wouldn't want to hang out in Norman either. Right, but, but if you just helped the school win three in a row, you helped yourself win two in a row. You don't want to go for three in a row. You don't want to go for four in a row for the team. Like that doesn't interest you. No, man, I'm gonna go back home. Okay, and like you said, just you got to stay flexible. It's got to stay flexible and malleable. And to to be a coach, to be in the recruiting game right now, it's just it's a different different place. Uh, so uh, shout out to all those youngsters in the area getting those offers, visiting those camps, doing the hard work in the summertime to get the attention. Uh, and that's why we bring them up here in the flex segment. We do it every day at one. 30. We're going to talk more Florida Mount Rushmore. Seems like everybody agrees Tebow's got to be in that Mount Rushmore. We'll talk about who else uh, you might put in there. Plus, how about the Big 12? Quarterback rooms ranked in the Big 12. They found a list. We're going to dig through that. Where does Texas rank on the list? Are they towards the top? Are they in the middle? Are they towards the bottom? We will let you know. Up next, it's where we at in society. We'll see what Zay wants to get into. If you want to get into the show, Specs text line is 337-3776. This is The Horn. Chad and Zay. Uh oh. I think I know that scream. I think I know that wail. That sounds like my man Blackie. Is it Wasp? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, baby. His name's Blackie? Blackie Lawless was the name that he went by. Do you know what Wasp stands for, Zay? I do not. We are sexual perverts. Ugh. <laughs> wow. Ah, on your knees by Wasp. They used to take pieces of like raw meat and throw them at the crowd and pretend like they were eating them yeah wasp is a little bit different i dug them had a song called blind in texas that was a solid track never saw wasp live it's a shame shout out to all you wasp fans i wouldn't let a lot of people know you're wasp fans but you know wasp man of war elton john and bonnie rate on the show today Hope you're having a great Tuesday. We get a little closer to football season, 74 days till Texas' first game and that first big Saturday on September 2nd. If you're an NFL fan, you're 82 days away from the first NFL Sunday. We'll get back into the Mount Rushmore discussion for the Gators. They're coming to town in 2024 to face the Longhorns. Billy Napier trying to continue to build that thing. And we'll talk in, uh, does Tebow belong on the Mount Rushmore? How about Emmett and some of the other names? Plus, they found a good list of uh, some Big 12 quarterbacks we're going to get into uh, as we roll on. Right now, though, let's get into where we at in society, see what Zay wants to talk about today. Where are we at in society today? All right, Zay, what do you got? All right. 
Not so good news going down in New England. Jack Jones, wide receiver for, oh, excuse me, cornerback for the Patriots, is in some hot water. He was caught with a pair of firearms in his luggage that was discovered by TSA during the security check at Boston Logan International Airport. There has been a $30,000 bail and he has to go to a court hearing on August 18th. The New England Patriots aren't very happy, and it looks like his days are numbered. The ironic thing, Chad? Yes. This fool, on May 15th, 2023, had the nerve to tweet about John Morant. Oh, no. And said, John Morant, dumb. You letting social media and your pride run your real money. Put them guns down and run that money up. One of your homies sign up for security or concealed carry if you feel like you need it that bad. But you're the breadwinner. Jack, this is rich. Oh, my goodness. This is Elon rich, Jack. See, I was reading through this story earlier today because there are folks on Jones' side of it trying to argue he had no idea. His attorney saying he had no intention of bringing any guns to an airport that day. Yeah, neither did Brittany Griner when she brought the chronic to Russia. Neither she did. didn't intend to do that. Neither did Barry Switzer back in the day. Remember that story? Yes, I do. The gun when he was a Cowboys coach? Yeah. Oof, that was rough. Yeah, that was the 90s. That was a, yeah, and that, right, and that was a while ago. Uh, the one thing I would try to do if I'm his people, if I'm his lawyer, at one point they said they found multiple weapons in a gun with his name on it, correct? Oh, man. In a bag that had his name on it. But Zay... Could I try to get out of it by saying, hey, my name's Jack Jones. Jimmy, you know how many Jack Jones there are in the world? Right? You've got kind of a John Smith sort of name. Maybe, it, is, it is very basic. Maybe you try to get out of it that way. As soon as I read through this, though, the first thing that comes to mind is the discipline of Bill Belichick, the no-nonsense, like you said, of, of just the Patriots organization as a whole. And, man, they've let players go that were still playing really well. It's just the way their system works. Yeah, especially I don't know the, how he survives this. Especially after the Aaron Hernandez thing. Like, they will not be embarrassed again. Right. Or even close to being embarrassed. And anything like this, yeah, I don't expect him to be back either. Plus, he was supposed to have a big season for them on the defensive side. He's supposed to be one of their key contributors and to them trying to have a successful season when a lot of people, including myself, have them picked last in the AFC East. Yeah. Did you like, s- I don't know how you could pick New, uh, New York, Miami, or Buffalo. All three of those teams are better than New England. So this is the last thing they need right now. Did you see some of the stuff in his past before he got to the pros? Uh, was he wilding before? He started at USC, arrested for breaking into a restaurant in 2018, and plead uh, and a plea agreement reduced the initial felony to a second degree misdemeanor charge of criminal uh, of commercial burglary. After he was dismissed from USC because of academic issues, he transferred to Moore Park, a junior college, ultimately landed at Arizona State, where in 2020 he also he was also suspended for fighting during practice. Oh, fam. <laughs> so he's had all that going on, and now they're trying to get him off of these charges, and both counts will come with a minimum, mandatory minimum, Prison sentence of two and a half years if he's indicted and later convicted. I can't believe he had the nerve to say something about John Morant 
with his history. That's crazy. And his record. I didn't know all the previous stuff at Arizona State and USC. And mm, clearly mm. he's a really good player because a lot of people have taken chances on him, including the New England Patriots. Because when it comes to those front offices and all professional sports, they will break down your background history to the T. Like, go to your grandma's teacher back in the day and right. ask her what you were like when she babysat you those two times that she did back when you were a child. Like, they want to know every single thing before they drafted you. So for the New England Patriots to know all of that and still take a chance on homie, ain't no way he coming back because he failed once again. Like, how many chances are you going to have, bruh, to, you know, I don't care if you knew or not, like, you check. You know, every time you get on the plane, you check your bags and go through them, especially with the people you hang out with. Like, you probably hang out with people who are around guns, too. So if yeah. you do, I wouldn't trust them. I'm checking my bag every single time. Yeah, if you're going to be a responsible gun owner, be a responsible gun owner. You got to know all your details. You got to know all those details. How about this detail, Zay? Something you and I wouldn't have known as we were following the NFL season they suspended him last December for unspecified violation of club rules. Lord have mercy. His first season in the league ended with a suspension. His agent described it as a miscommunication regarding his rehab from a knee injury. But they suspended him in December. So, uh, yeah. And uh, that was his, in which a season where he was hoping to put off-field issues from college in the past. See, I'm all about second chances and stuff, but he's had about four or five. Yeah, at what point are we just right. who we are? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's a like, tough one. Yeah, best that best judge of future actions is past actions. At what point is just everything the same? Yeah, first time, shame on you. Second, third, fourth time, <laughs> shame on me for keeping your ass around. And there aren't many times where we've said shame on Bill Belichick, shame on Robert Kraft for giving that guy a fifth chance. That doesn't happen very often. Yeah, Robert Kraft, I'm not going to lie, he softened up ever since he started hanging out with Meek Mill. Because he helped oh, get Meek out. That's true. He helped that's get true. Meek out, and now Meek's out here saying, you know, some of these brothers are getting incarcerated for things that they shouldn't be, you know, yeah. locked up for. He might feel a little different. He might feel a little okay. different. Yeah. He might, you know, have a heart now, be like, dang, Meek, like, you my guy. I wouldn't want to, you know, I want to be fair to everybody. So he might be looking at it like that with his players now. But this, Jack. Mm, sorry, bro. I am trying to understand. I'm trying to think about what that moment mu- would be like if we uh, if we take if we take them at their word and say he did not intentionally take multiple guns to an airport. That moment when you realize it, what must go through your brain at that time? That that's just crazy to me. Like, I'm not yeah. a, I'm not a gun guy, so I'm not traveling with guns, or whatever. But to not have covered that detail and you realize that you know this isn't oh I left food in a bag that can just be thrown away. This isn't, oh, I left that bottle of water. I'm so sorry. Oh, yeah, sir, just pour it over there. It, it, they don't just say, you know what, just throw the pistol in the trash and get on the plane. Yeah. That's not how it works. So I can only imagine what fear and terror goes through your mind at that point. I hope they can figure something out here, and I'm with you. I'm all for the rehab and all this stuff, and maybe they can get through this. And the question is, is he good enough? Is he really good enough right. on an NFL field where Bill Belichick and the Patriot way will sort of will look through it and say, all right, we're going to give him a chance because he gave us enough in that rookie year. I mean, just one year in the league, and, and you suspended him at the end of it. Yeah, it might not be the Patriots. It might have to be somebody else. And if not, he'll be getting the call from Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Oh, there it is, from Bob Stoops. Yeah. Stoops, <laughs> Heinz Ward. Stoops and the champs. Call, to, call for the Renegades. 
Is that what it did? When they call you now, it says XFL champs. Yeah. By the way, I heard XFL lost a lot of paper, uh, like, on some live golf stuff, and they don't got that Saudi money oof, like live yeah. either. Those 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 uh, stadiums weren't completely packed. Is that what you're saying? I mean, stadiums, views, ratings, all the above. Just sure. What do you expect? I don't know what they expect. Like right after the NFL season, you're already kind of like exhaling from like, man, as fun as the NFL and college football is, you kind of need that break. And they just come out with mediocre slash decent football right that's tough it's really difficult really difficult i was able to follow that xfl season but after that i have not been able to i haven't watched more than about three minutes of a usfl game by 2023 they lost millions and they say in 2024 it's gonna be a lot better and they're expecting to get it back i don't know how for xfl or xfl I don't know how. Is USFL still going on? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think there's a season. I don't know if it's still going, maybe about done or whatever, but, man, it's, 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 it's a struggle. And it's tough to tough to get those eyeballs. You'd think there's a big gap where, oh, my God, there's nothing on TV. Oh, there's not really nothing on TV. You need to look at your schedule because other leagues pay attention to when the uh, football stops. All right, coming up, uh, we got the 2 o'clock hour for you. Let's dig back into that Florida-Mount Rushmore discussion as they're going to be headed to DKR that new SEC schedule in 2024. Also, Big 12 football this year. One more year in the Big 12, of course, for the Longhorns. Do they have the best quarterback room in the Big 12? If not, where do they rank? We'll talk about that coming up. Plus, at 2.30, why today matters. The latest in college football realignment and the teams and the dates you got to pay attention to on the Horn.